0: last three services here at Genesis were uh, the last two services here at Genesis were were uh, services where God had prepared an altar for those who came in to come to the altar and receive. Amen? Amen. And it was powerful. I was here for Deborah Institute with uh, Pastor uh, Benny and Lourdes. They gave an excellent teaching on, on uh, honor and relationships. And so uh Tonight will be, in addition to the two previous altar calls, tonight will be an additional call uh, that God has prepared for us. Amen? So on Saturday, September 17th, Deborah Institute, their altar call was to obedience, to repentance. Mm -hmm. Yesterday's Sunday call with Pastor Fred was a response to an altar call for those who were being uh, targeted uh, with oppression and Depression. So tonight's altar call will be an altar call to anything that has become an addiction to our lives. Tonight will be an altar call for surrender. Amen. Amen. Come on, a surrender yes. Amen. of those things that are not under God. We will surrender under God. Amen. So Amen. What, do, what does surrender mean? Apostle Michael, it means to give up what they hand over. Is somebody ready to give up some stuff yes. Yes. and to hand it over to the altar of God? Yes. Amen. One, two, three, four. <laughs> surrender also means to abandon oneself of something in its entirety. Surrender means to give up or give into, to, to yield, somebody say yield. Yes. Also surrender means to relinquish and to become an overcomer. How many overcomers do we have here? Come on. Every hand has gone up. And those of you in line, give us some thumbs up. And so seriously saying, today an altar call has been created and established in this house by God for advancement in kingdom life. We're in this. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. And because we're not of this world, we live a life that is given to us. By the Father of glory, which represents his kingdom on the earth. Everything that heaven has to offer is is ours. It belongs to us in the earth. Amen? Amen? So tonight we want to give you a proper understanding. Every day. Let me get this set. Every day. You as one of God's beloved have the opportunity to approach God. To approach his altar to surrender any action, any thought, any suggestions, any attitudes that do not align themselves to the word of God or the will of God for your lives. We're going to go deep tonight, so get some spiritual oxygen tanks on. (laughs) We're going to go deep. And so tonight, the invitation to this evening's altar call to surrender comes from the heart of the Father of glory. God Himself. It offers, its offer is to both who understand surrendering to God and to those who have not been taught how to surrender and why a believer needs to surrender their lives to God. Because if we think, if we have an idea or an attitude that we can walk this walk of salvation on our own, we we got some stinking thinking. Yeah. Come on. We need to understand that. The purpose of us becoming born again is that God would put his spirit in us yes, and give us the ability to do by the spirit what we cannot do in the flesh. Yes, amen. To, be, to be able to walk and commune with God. And we've been emphasizing this concept for the last three and a half, four years of intimacy. Come on, our intimacy with, with the Father of glory. We see that, that representation in the four gospels. Everything that Jesus did was through intimacy with the Father. He knew what to say, when to say it, where to be, how to do it, because he had intimacy with the Father. The willingness to surrender or yield to God's will for the believer's life, it's inspired, influenced, it's motivated through the heart of God, God's unconditional love by the Holy Spirit. As a believer surrenders to any directive or request from God, the Holy Spirit himself, we're going to give you a, oh man, we're going to get a a, a hot fudge Sunday tonight. (laughs) They surrender any directive or request from God, the Holy Spirit himself begins to labor on their behalf. And the Bible tells us that he, God alone, he knows the hearts of all men. He knows every intention. intention. The Bible says that out of the the heart, the mouth speaks. Even before we speak those things, God knows what's in our heart. Whether it be of his kingdom or not of his kingdom. God knows what's in the heart of all men. So... If you have your Bibles, you want to use your, your mobile devices, whatever, we're going to go to Romans 8, 26 to 28, but I want to go in between here right now, in Romans eight twenty seven, and I'm reading from the Amplified, it's not going to go on the screen, I'm going to read from the Amplified version. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I beseech you, I I beg you, I ask you, O God, I plead before you, O God, that tonight as your word goes forth, that word would become seed planted in the fertile soil of our spirit man, that the seed itself would germinate and produce the fruit of its kind. That we would come into the exactness, the, the, the knowledge, the fullness of what your word has to offer. And what it represent, represents. You who is holy. Come on. You who is righteous. You who has sanctified us. You have who have justified us through the blood of your son. So I'm asking, oh God, Holy Spirit, we, we ask you, teach us tonight. Inspire us tonight. Bring comfort to our, our soul tonight as we declare your word in and through this house. And the people of, of this sanctuary say, amen, amen, amen and amen. And in, in, in Romans 8, 27, we'll get back to the, uh, the other scriptures in just a minute. Now listen to what God's saying here. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he, Jesus, makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Right now, as we're in the sanctuary, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are interceding. Come on. They're coming into agreement with one another based on the written word, based on the spoken word. That right now, they're making intercession for us here and for those of you that are aligned. Think about that. Jesus? Wow. Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior, our Redeemer, come on, and Holy Spirit himself coming into agreement, praying that we would come to understand the Word of God and know his will for our lives. Amen. See, for the believer to know the will of God is to know the Word of God. I say again. For the believer to know the will of God is to know the word of God. See, often in moments, often a moment will come to pray, to pray. And a strategy, a plan of action comes into play. A block or a hindrance by an enemy to try to stop your desire to pray. Been there, done that. Mm, What's going on? Oftentimes, spirits are an assignment to come against our mind. The Bible describes one of those spirits as a mind-binding spirit. And what it does, it it almost paralyzes you. It blocks your thinking. It blocks your communication between you and the Holy Spirit. But tonight, we got a good word. Tonight, we have a sure word of prophecy. Let's go to the screen, guys. In Romans 8:26 26 and t- to 28, and it was about three years ago I was reading this, and I can't, I can't count the times I've read this, but it was this one time that I began to read this, and the Spirit of God came upon me, a download came, and this scripture, I mean, my eyes were opened, my mind, my mind was open to what was in this scripture. It's one of my favorite out of 10. Hallelujah. I got more than 10, but out of the 10, that's, this is one of my favorites. They're in the top, it's one of the top three, all right? Number 20, uh, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness, our physical, mental, or moral weakness. It refers to our social behavior to do with right or to do with wrong. He helps, he assists, he comes into agreement between two to carry the load, watch this, the load or the burden to lift them, remove any yoke of oppression, any bondage, come on, any enslavement shackled to addictions supported by the lies of doubt and unbelief. Come on, Mm -hmm. we're going to get down and dirty. Tonight, the devil is going to run for his money. Sometimes we don't know how, let me go back. We do not know what prayer to offer to God for ourselves or how to offer prayers for those, for the need of others. As we should. But the Spirit Himself, He knows our need and at the right time. Come on, at the most specific time, Megan. Megan. He intercedes yes, on our behalf yes, with signs and groanings too deep for words. Anybody here getting time of prayer and you, you're praying and all of a sudden there's a, that the unction you know, of the Holy Spirit begins to stir up within you. And you think, wow, what's happening? Yes. It's almost like an effervescence, a spiritual effervescence bubbling up in your body, and you're getting louder and you're getting more intense and more, and you begin yes. to sweat. And it gets louder and gets more intense. And all of a sudden, it's not even a spiritual language anymore. It's a, gro- a groaning coming out of you. This is where the Holy Spirit himself comes in and you begin to travail. Where you're so deep in the spirit that the, the flesh is completely moved out of the way. And now it's your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Along with the Holy Spirit. Maraka. And you begin uh, groan. And in those groanings, visions will come. Images will come. A download of, of knowledge will come. God explaining what is coming out of you through travail. Giving you heaven's perspective. And heaven's insight of what's taking place in the realm of the spirit. Is somebody in the house. A believer blinded by or deceived by a lie, an untruth, an accusation, a false label of personal identity when resistance comes. And it's the opposition, the ability to fight off an attack. And the believer doesn't know how to pray according to the will of God. Now listen to what listen to what he says. Holy Spirit in Jesus begins. What they begin to do on our behalf when we don't know how to pray. Been there many a times. In verse 27, and he, Jesus, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the spirit. Come on, help me somebody. Jesus knows what's the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes before God. On behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. With God's own will. In verse 27, he, this is without doubt Jesus who knows the mind of the Spirit. It would be out of place to say that the Spirit knows his own mind. All three persons of the triune search the heart. God the Father, God the Son, come on, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father in 1 Corinthians 28, 9 and Jeremiah 17, 10. Son, Jesus in Revelations two twenty three, And the Spirit, Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 2, 10. All three persons of the triuni- triunity search the heart. And this is an example of total and complete surrender. Somebody say surrender. Total and complete surrender of the triune uh, triune of God, one to the other. And as a believer surrenders and yields to the Holy Spirit, who surrenders and yields to Jesus, who surrenders and yields to the Father of glory, who knows the mind of the Holy Spirit, who knows the mind of His Son, a complete cycle. I need to high-five somebody. A complete cycle is fulfilled and the will of God is revealed to the life of the believer. Yeah, Amen. Intercession. Yes. Intimacy. Yes. Daddy. Abba. Yeah. Daddy. Yes. Talk to me. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Reveal to me. Holy Spirit. Comfort me. All working together. All interceding on our behalf. And when the believer surrenders, they're all in all to God and yield, complies with God's instruction. It will result, guaranteed every time, it will result in salvation, deliverance, healing, and provision, meeting the believer's every need. Somebody say surrender. Let's go to the screen. And we're not going to read all the scriptures. We're just going to give you the, the chapters and the verses. And you go home and do your homework. The Bible says, study. Study to show yourselves approved. Not unto one another. But unto God. Second Kings two two. Do, 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 do. And then and Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together. And so let me let, let me give a reader's digest version here. And so here Elijah is with Elijah. Let me back up. Elijah is now with Elisha. Elisha is before his mentor, Elijah. He's been with him. He's seen the miracles, the signs and the wonders. He's seen the miraculous take place, the things that man cannot do unless the Spirit of God is with him. So Elijah's on this walk with Elijah, being trained and taught. As Elijah surrenders and yields to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And at verse 8, Elijah took his... Uh, the mantle represents what uh, the, the prophets were wearing at that time was a cloak, like a cloak on them. Tune to a cloak with a hood on it. And in verse 8, And Elijah took his mantle, and he wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither, so that they went over onto dry ground. We see the same example uh, with Moses in the Red Sea. The waters were parted, The soggy ground became dry, and they were able to cross over to the other side. Amen? Amen. you don't believe me, read the word of God. (laughs) And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha. And remember, surrender. Come on, this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to surrender things to God tonight. So Elijah says to Elisha. Ask what I shall do for you before I be taken away from thee. Now Elijah knew that his time on the earth was, was finishing up. And even the prophets were speaking to Elisha, saying, you're, the your uh, the, the prophet Elijah is going to be taken up. They all agreed. They all came into agreement. And Elijah says, I pray. Elisha said, I will pray. To you, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Hallelujah. And Elijah said, You ask a hard thing. Nevertheless, watch this submission and yielding. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, if you're in the right place, Elisha, at the right time, as you surrender, yield to this instruction. It shall be so unto you. But if not, it shall not be so. Saints, submission, yielding instruction from the prophet of God. And the Bible says in verse 11. And it came to pass, it happened. As they still went on and talked. That behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. And horses of fire. And parted them both as under. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind to heaven. And he... Watch this. And Elijah saw it. Yes. Come on. He was yes. at the right place at the right time. He saw. Yes. And he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes, and he rent them in pieces. Yes. Watch this. Listen to this. Then he also... He took up also the mantle of Elijah and fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Was there any virtue in the mantle? No. Watch this. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted Hither and thither. And Elisha went over. God confirming what the prophet said. And God did for him what he said he would do. Yeah. Now, I just we'll throw this into you for a little, little gravy on top of the potatoes. <laughs> See, in the moment, that this concept is that uh, they were looking upon this mantle that Elijah war and it really was a symbol of the anointing or the call of a prophet upon his life. Yeah. And there was no virtue in that mantle. But when the mantle was used according to the word of God it had a cause and effect. Yes. And so the Bible says that Elijah took the mantle off and he smote the waters. Well the Holy Spirit was there the whole time. Yeah. He was just waiting for the the, the, new, the young prophet to step into a position, yes. act out in faith, surrender himself, yes. and yield to what yes. the prophet said so the manifestation of that promise would come to pass. Yes. Should it be any different for our lives no. No. when we surrender? No. Yes. Come on. Should it be any different for our lives when we yield to the Holy Spirit? Yes. And right now there's a yielding taking place in this house. In Joshua 2.21, we know that um, Joshua the son of Nun sent out to Siddam, uh two men uh, to spy secretly. We know the whole story about Jericho, how the walls surrounded this that great city and they were walls that could not be penetrated, could not be broken down by man. They were fortified. The city was fortified and was strengthened by the building of these walls. And once again, God comes on the scene and what was impossible for man to do, God does. Hello? And I'm telling you, we're telling you here tonight, what men say is impossible for you to do God will God will use you to make it come to pass Amen. come on we need to we need to shaken ourselves into this move of the Holy Spirit saints Joshua and his army were sent to take over the city and then we're gonna step in the life of, of Rahab you know the whole story the, the two spies came, she saw them, she recognized, I believe the Holy Spirit came upon her, gave her knowledge of who these two men were, and, and to, you know, knew that she needed to do something. And, and uh, in the story it tells about how Ahab, uh, Rahab and the people of, of Jericho heard, heard of the miraculous things that took, took place by God where they came in and just destroyed cities. So uh, they're all freaking out. Rahab's given a word of knowledge by the Spirit of God. These are two men, two men of God. And so she follows through with the the opportunity to house these men, to keep them protected and keep them safe. And so we all know the stories that they told her, well, if you keep us safe, when we come to take the city and the walls come down, uh, you and your family will be saved. All right? Reader's Digest version. And so this was Rahab's response. According to your words... According what they the two spies told her, according to your words, that when the walls come down, if I place you, if I keep you safe, and I put a, a, a scarlet uh, sash in the window, when you come, me and my household will be saved. And the Bible says, and she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Rahab's surrender, her surrender to a word spoken as a promise, then yielding to those instructions, the result, saints, salvation and deliverance came to Rahab and her family. Amen. I know somebody's thanking God that I'm not reading like I used to do, like 14, 15 pages before we get the line. Uh, Somebody was praying and God's answering your prayer. Anyway, hallelujah. (laughs) From Mary, Jesus' mother, the same words and the same surrendered to a word spoken to her. Listen how the Holy Spirit causes two women to speak the same thing out of their mouths. This word of surrender and yielding from Mary, Jesus' mother, same words and the same surrender to the words spoken to her. Mary yields to the instructions given to her by the the angel Gabriel. Luke 1.26 and I'm going to read very quickly here. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came into her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed are you amongst women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at this, saying, Cast her mind on what manner of salutation or greeting this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth the Son and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. And he, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary, then said Mary unto the angel, How can this be? How shall this be? I seeing, I know not a man. Oh, my God. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And we know the story. And behold, thy cousin, he's, he's still, um, Gabriel is still speaking to Mary. And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Now watch this. The angel, Gabriel says, for with God. Yes. For with God. Amen. For with God Nothing. Somebody help me out. For with God. Nothing. Shall be impossible. If somebody in the south, Somebody online. Verse 38. And Mary said. Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it. Unto me. According to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary's surrender, her yielding to the instruction sent from the Father of glory, produces, somebody say produces. Produces Produces the evidence, the fruit of that word. Birthing the holy child, Jesus, and it was the result of her surrender. Yielding to what God required. Submission. Surrender. Yielding, say, God, go for it. Jesus' the surrender, yielding to the Father's instruction, provided humanity for the greatest gift known to man, the gift of eternal salvation. Yes. Surrendering to God will always yield. Oh, mm, give way to salvation. Yes. Deliverance. Yes. No. Thank you, Lord. Healing and provision. Yes. And, and throughout the book of Acts, the reader is witness to what surrender will accomplish. Come on. Yeah. Pentecost, surrender, yielding, evidence, tongues of many languages. Peter speaking to the Ethiopian eunuch. His surrender and yielding, teaching of the Messiah, Jesus, in whom one receives their salvation. And the Bible says that the eunuch is baptized in water by Peter. And when he, and when he is done, Peter, oh my God, hallelujah. Forget about the gas cars. Forget about the electric cars. <laughs> Forget about the airplanes. There's somebody in the house. The eunuch is baptized in water by, by Peter. And when he does, Peter is miraculously transported. Oh, I cannot help myself. Far north to the city Azotus, preaching the good news of salvation. When a person surrenders to the Holy Spirit... Heaven accomplishes what heaven was sent to do. Heaven on earth. Apostle Yvonne, uh, Yvonne reminded me of something her cousin Benny said here on Saturday. Heaven invades the earth. Heaven comes to invade the earth. We are made of earth. We come from the dust of the earth. Come on, get get it deep. Let it go deep. Heaven comes to invade us. Amen? And so tonight, we want to give you a prophecy here, and it's going to set you up for this altar call. And I'm being honest with you. I, I don't stand in any position higher than anybody else here. I'm getting in line. I'm coming to this altar tonight, this altar of surrender. Here's the prophecy. Wow. In the spirit, I just saw everything come into alignment, like gears coming into alignment, positioned, ready to turn. Here's the heart of dad to us tonight. Everything offered comes through a process of elimination. Its process is to expose To eliminate, to remove, as to get rid of, to terminate and destroy the lies, (laughs) deceptions, falsehoods, the untruths of what darkness suggests. Tonight, I, the Lord of hosts, come with an offer of truth and hope. My intention is to deliver into your heart's purpose, a plan, an intention with unfailing determination to seize and to expose every lie, every deception that the enemy uses to cultivate doubt, unbelief, through fear in your lives. Tonight in this house, I release a word with power so strong that leaders of darkness tremble with fear. At this altar call of surrender, listen to what dad's telling us tonight. At this altar call of surrender, tonight you will encounter my dunamis power my miraculous power filled with abundance and strength that is poured out from my throne room of glory. It will go deep into those areas of your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions to unveil the the hidden strategies of the enemy that cannot be seen with the natural eye. This power filled with abundance and strength in you, will will enable you to conquer, defeat, and demolish the assignments of darkness intended towards you, your children, their children, your family, and those whom you love. This encounter is to reveal to you the importance of surrender, To willingly, oh God, somebody. To willingly give up anything that would be used by the enemy to hold you back. Even to paralyze you from advancing in kingdom purpose. Advancing my kingdom in the earth. Meeting the needs of humanity with my word. Connected with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Linked together with the fruit of the Spirit. Again. This clarion call to action begins with the hearts surrendered to me. Hearts laid at the feet of my beloved Jesus, where surrender first begins. From this position, this encounter will invite you into more consistent Sessions of intimacy with me, so we can so we can deal with the issues, the matters that are in your heart, beloved. Here is my promise to you tonight. From this position of surrender, as you yield to the direction of Holy Spirit, you will experience a release. For deliverance, an encounter for healing, embraced with freedom, setting you free from the events of your past that have restricted you from advancing in kingdom living in the present. Hear me tonight. I, the great I am, stand in the midst of you. Now, come meet me at this altar of surrender and allow me to do what no man can do for you, says the Spirit of the Living God. Can somebody receive that in this house tonight? Amen. Those of you that are online, I know you have received it in your home and in your hearts. And so, tonight, based on Romans 8, 24 through 26, intercession by the triune of God has been made for tonight's service. Come on. That's your daddy talking to you. That's the father. That's Abba. Speaking to us tonight, wanting us to know how much he loves us, how big his heart is towards us, and how big his love is for us. Amen? As a result, an altar has been prepared for us tonight to surrender. Get in, get in this boat with Brother Michael. We'll make room. Come on, we'll If we have to sit shoulder to shoulder and hip to hip, we'll make room. As a result, an altar has been prepared for us tonight to surrender, to renounce, to be released, to be detached from anything, any assignment, any spirit that is operating in our lives that is not from God or from God's kingdom. Now... I've got a question for you, but today when this was coming, oh, in fact, when when we were here at uh, Deborah Institute, when I was watching online yesterday, all those downloads coming in, it was, it was yesterday when the Lord, he kept I was sharing with Megan, the Lord kept saying, surrender, surrender. I'm thinking, okay, now what? What else? I thought he was talking to me personally. What another round here. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. So here's the question for us tonight, Saints. Are you willing to surrender them tonight? And I'm going to tell you what the M's are. It's up to you. It's not up to your spouse. Go ahead, bump your no. It's not up to your spouse. Where are we here? It's not up to your siblings. It's not up to your friends. It's not up to your family members. It's not up to your pastor. It's up to you and you alone. So we're just going to give a few things here of what God's revealing that needs to be surrendered. Now, for everybody, some of these may be applied to your life, but also there may be things that God's not mentioning on here that only you and God know about. And you know that you know that God knows that you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to don't try to dupe the Lord. Amen. <laughs> and these are the things of surrender. We're going to be we're going to be forthcoming here. And again, if it doesn't apply to you, uh, and these things are coming out, don't let the enemy get in your mind and saying, "Oh, they think that's about me." Don't don't let him get there with you. Amen. Amen. He's a liar. Satan's a liar. He's a thief. He's a murderer. Come on. Let's call him out of what he is. These are the surrenders. Surrender the addictions to pornography. Substance abuse. Gambling. The surrender to acts of rebellion. The strong men of pride. To surrender to the anger. Come on. To surrender to the resentment, the bitterness. Surrender to the abuse, both verbal and physical. Surrender to the rejection. Surrender to the, the doubt and the unbelief. Surrender the broken heart. Come on. There's an altar here. Jesus. Wow, I just get a download here. A vision. The altar. If we look at the natural, we can say here, but no. The altar goes from eternity. From the beginning to what we know the beginning to that altar is elongated. There's plenty of room. Yeah, oh yes. for everyone to come forth. Thank you. The broken hearts. So whatever it is tonight, tonight is a God-given opportunity. And it's here to remove the wrong things of darkness. To replace them with the correct things that are the light of the gospel. Amen. And for those of you in line, you can stay with us for a little bit here. We're going to stay in line. We're going to be bringing this portion of the service to a conclusion because there's more There's more work that needs to be done here at the altar than another word coming from the pulpit. is somebody in the house. We're just going to be open. We're not going to you know, bow your head, close your eyes. Come on. We're family in this house. For those of you that are home, we're family. Mama, and if we can't help you, if you can't help us, then there's something wrong. If we can't turn to the Word of God and utilize what His Word has to offer us and put into effect, there's something wrong. And there's nothing wrong. With a Bible that's bound together with duct tape. Come on. There's nothing wrong with the word of God. If it's if there's something wrong, if there's error, it's it's how we're processing the word of God through the intellect of our mind. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to process through our spirit, man, then the understanding comes. Then surrender becomes simple. Come on. Then surrender becomes real. Yes. Amen. Then surrender becomes a reality. It's by the unseen things, the, the lack of understanding that causes it to become difficult, uh, challenging, or difficult. But tonight, I truly believe God brought this, for, this word for tonight. So every one of us here, myself included, can come to this altar and surrender those things that are holding them back from advancing in the kingdom of God. Amen? Yes. So Father, we thank you for this word. Yes. And see, here we go. There's angels coming. I just see angels appearing here tonight. Ministering angels being just spent on assignment tonight by God uh, as this word is being released. Some of you at home that are watching online, you're going to have a, a supernatural experience, a visitation from an angel. I know we're going to get all kinds of comments on this service tonight, but praise praise be to God. Because it, it comes to the reality is that when we step out in this surrender, come on, I, I need to get rid of some stuff, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes my attitude, I'll tell you, I get into one of those things, man, and the fruit of the spirit are within 10 blocks of brother Michael. The processing through the carnal mind it don't work. It doesn't have its effect like it's supposed to have its effect. But when we surrender to the intellect of the Holy Spirit, we turn these things over to God by just a simple confession between you and God. God will meet you face to face and he'll say, okay, let's make, let's, let us make an exchange. Let me take the anger and let me replace it with peace. Let me take the resentment and replace it with love. Let me heal the broken or the wounded heart to the life of my word. Come on somebody. Sure. Whatever the exchange you need tonight, God will meet you here right now.